0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one. Who
1: do we have? Uh, we're excited to have country artist Julie Roberts with us today. Breakdown Here was her breakout anthem in 2004, and after going through the loss of her home in Nashville, her record deal, and a battle with MS, she's back and very excited to share new music.
0: So we're going to talk about our new music yes. and then some, so welcome to the me. show.
1: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, happy to talk to y'all about whatever y'all want to talk about.
0: Well, I always right. like to start the show yeah. kind of the same way. As you know, the last couple of years have been rough for a lot of people, but especially oh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. So how did all this affect what you do? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy time?
1: So the the pandemic kind of just put a hold on this new record in general. I started making the album in Los Angeles with Shooter Jennings producing nine of the tracks of the finished record. And so when we got to where we, I mean, we got to the point of the pandemic because we were, it was taking a little bit of time because I was flying back and forth, you know, out
0: there
1: from Nashville. So when the pandemic hit, it just kind of was put on pause. And uh, we had finished um, quite a bit of music. And then that's why uh, I ended up finishing it with a new producer, Aaron Enderlin, here in Nashville um, just this year. So so the pandemic, obviously, for live shows. But for me, I was in the middle of recording this record that I'm actually holding oh. now. Um, yes. And it just put a big pause on it, but I do believe that um, all pauses in our life are meant to be, and everything mm-hmm. is supposed to happen. And I was supposed to finish the record with Erin Enderland and record some uh, another song that I wrote and three that she wrote that are very country. And um, mm-hmm. and you know, we just it's a it's a full record. It's now fourteen songs, and mm-hmm. so. Um, so it it really just paused. Um, it paused the recording, but also during that time, uh, I was talking before we went on live um, that I have a fourteen month old, and yes. in order for us to have him, my husband and I we had to do three IVF cycles. And so oh, wow. that time, that pause, I believe was meant to be so that we could bring our yeah. little man into the world. And so. Okay. And now he's here, and and uh, he's hearing my music every <laughs> <whole> day. <laughs> and,
0: and you know that's why I always like to ask about the the whole pandemic question because you never know what answers we're going to get. You know, for some people it almost destroyed them. For other people it catapulted. Even like our show, we mm-hmm. launched this show in January of twenty twenty, a couple months before all that happened. Right. And I remember our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews that first year. And then as I'm watching everything get shut down I told Sandy I was like you know we need to step it up this might be our time to shine and yeah. because of that we end up doing 300 interviews that year and we're at 600 now
1: That's amazing
0: <laughs> So it's it's been a crazy venture so well while well, although I don't you know covid has affected us in other ways too and for mm-hmm. the not, not as good but still we we had to just take take it and go because you couldn't change it
1: that's right. You couldn't. And you just kind of had to maneuver and figure <laughs> out life from there. And so uh, absolutely. But I'm happy for y'all.
0: <laughs> well,
1: don't- 10.
0: <laughs> so so um, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could be a career?
1: Um, so I grew up in South Carolina. You told me you're in Georgia. And I always listened to country music. That's what Mama listened to, and um, and traditional country is kind of is what I've always loved and to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started singing in the car with her, with Mama to the radio, and then and then in um, church. But then Mama would start putting me into these little. Uh, she booked me to festivals around the um, because I mean I think I knew to answer your question. I think I knew at an early age when people would ask me, what do I want to be in a grow up? I'd say a singer like Barbara Mandrell because I would watch her shows, the Barbara Mandrell show with her sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be her. And that's all I ever wanted to be. And every night when I was a little girl, mama would say my prayers with my sisters and me. And I would say, God, please give me a record deal and make me a singer like Barbara Mandrell. And I did that from the time that I, knew who she was because I always feel, mm-hmm. I feel like country music was always in my life because of mama. And um, so it was early on. I, I've not, I've never had another vision of myself. I've tried oh, to no. search to see if there was things because I love animals and I, <laughs> my dad even tried to convince me that I should be a veterinarian. I'm <laughs> more, more stable. He, I guess he's more of a realist than a dreamer or he was, uh, but I don't like to see animals hurt. I love animals, but, um, and I rescue a lot of animals, or dogs, Mm -hmm. uh, but I just couldn't do it. Music is just in me and um, just got back on from the road yesterday and I'm ready to go back out again. So, it's always what i wanted to do sorry that was a long answer to your question
0: you know i remember years ago we interviewed um Steele when the two still girls was around
1: yeah. and
0: i remember asking about advice and i'll never forget what she said because it kind of talks about what you just said and she says um the advice she would give other artists she said um don't do it and then she'd laugh and then she kind of laughed she goes she goes um if you can do anything outside of music and be happy, Mm -hmm. go do that. She goes, because when you do music, it takes everything out of you from your body to your mind, to, to time, to family. It, it, you know, it takes away everything. And so she said, if you're not ready to be all in, you're not going to make it. So if you, if you can do anything else and be happy, go do that. She says, but if you can't be happy doing anything else, then go all in.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I had, i thought about it. And even like during the <laughs> pandemic, when the recording was put on hold, I was like, uh, cause my degree in school is a uh, music business. And so I was like, even I was just trained to be in the music business, but I was yeah. like, should I go to veterinary school now? <laughs> and, <listen laughs> all this, all things? and I was like, no. I mean, but I really looked into it. and I said, "No, it's gonna work out," and um, it just needed to in its own time.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, as you know, a lot of people they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes to make it to any level within music. And I always want to talk about that because I think a lot of times it's sugarcoated. So let's talk about before you made it in 2004 and all that—the um, struggles and the grind you had to go through then. Then tell us a little bit about where it stopped.
1: Okay. Um, well, I, I, like I said, I'm from South Carolina. So I always sang growing up and um, festivals and fairs was my mama and my aunt were my booking agent. You um, know, I knew the way I knew I needed to get to Nashville if I wanted to sing country music. Mm-hmm. And the way that I did was um, I transferred to Belmont university, mm-hmm. my junior year started at the university of South Carolina and Lancaster and then uh, transferred. And then, Worked really hard. I mean, I worked all the way in order to pay for Belmont. Three jobs in school, wow. um, and but I knew I had to um, to get here. Yes. But after graduate, well, during my time at Belmont, you have an um, an opportunity to intern. So I interned okay. at Sony Records, and then I interned at Universal Music Group. And after I interned at, after I graduated. Uh, Universal offered me a job as their receptionist um, for Mercury Records. Oh
0: wow! And wow.
1: So for three, two, two or three years, Mercury Records. This is Julie, you know, <laughs> and um, and then just playing at night anywhere I could because it's hard to get gigs in Nashville because everybody's got them. And um, so I had formed a band in college, and um, we were playing. We even played laundry mats. Cause um, <laughs> get a gig, and so we reached yeah. out to um, this place called Harvey Washbangers and said, "Can we set up just in the corner?" And he said, "Yeah, but oh, wow. if you hear a dryer go off, you got to say a dryer number. You can't you just can't be too loud." Dryer <laughs> three, you're said, okay. And so we played laundromats, any coffee shops, anywhere we could could play, because that's all. You know, all the guys in my band went to Belmont too, and they came to play music. And it's just hard to get a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, when you get one, you, you kind of keep it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. So we, we just wanted to play anywhere. So I was working during the day, answering phones and playing these places at night with my band. And then I started um, recording just a little bit of um, actually one of my projects at Belmont was to record a demo in my recording technology class. And so one of my, my guitar player, long story short, my guitar player was a receptionist at a publishing company across town. (laughs) And he gave that demo to Brent Rowan, who produced my first record. And he said, this is um, Julie. She's the receptionist at Mercury. He said, Oh, I didn't know she sang. I'll listen to it. So Brent called me eventually and said, Hey, I like your voice. The music that y'all recorded sounds awful. He said, "Let me stop playing the laundromats and things at night, and let's just start recording guitar vocals." And I said, "Of course." So he and I just started recording guitar vocals um, at night while I was a receptionist. Through that process, um, I then get promoted to be Luke Lewis's assistant, and Luke Lewis was the chairman of Universal Music Group. And they said to me, "If you're a singer, he doesn't want you. If you're a singer," don't tell me, don't tell us, because you don't want to answer the phones. But I didn't. I said, okay. And so I got um, the promotion, which gave me a little bit of a pay raise, which helped about that time my mom moved to Nashville. She moved three years after I did, and we were able to buy our first uh, townhouse here. And, um, hmm. and I was still, so while I was answering Luke's phones then for another year, year or so, I was recording with Brent at night. Uh, Mm -hmm. And finally, one day, Brent said, Brent said, I'm going to start taking it around town to record labels. And he took it to every record label except for Mercury, the one I was answering. (laughs) uh, No one liked it. They said, she's too bluesy. She's too soulful. So finally, he said, uh, Julie, I want to take it to Luke, your boss. And I said, no, because I'll get fired. I told them I would never tell him I was a singer. He said, just get me on his calendar and oh. I promise you, you won't get fired. So I went to my boss, Luke. I said, hey, Luke, Brent Rowan would like a meeting with you. He's working with a new artist in town. <laughs> and Brent had just had success with, Nichols, um, right. with Joe Nichols, the Impossible Record. And yeah. so Luke took his meeting. Luke said, find a spot on my calendar, which I did. And the day came and I'm sitting at a, a desk outside of Luke's office. Luke always listened to music really loud, which I loved, So I could hear what he liked, you know. So Brent came in, he shut the door and I could hear my, the CDs stop and start a few times really loud. And I of course knew it was me. And then Brent left and he said, call me when you get off. And I said, okay. Then Luke left. And he said, see you tomorrow. So I called um, Brent as soon as I could, and I sa- he said, he stopped the CD the first time. He said, he said, who is this girl? I want to meet her. I like her voice. Oh, he wow. Said, it's the girl right outside your office. She's answering your phones. It's Julie. He said, she's not supposed to be a singer. And he said, besides that, that I won't say on here, but... Um, <laughs> Anyway, it took a little, I knew he liked it. He said he liked it. He told Brent he liked it. He just didn't know how to handle it. So it took a few weeks and he finally came to me and he said, I played uh, this CD for the rest of the Mercury staff and I didn't tell them it was you. I just wanted to know if they liked it and they liked it. And I want to sign you to a record. He said, um, but I need you to find me a new assistant first. That does not sing for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's kind of a short version of a few years journey and how I got my first record deal with Mercury and um, breakdown here was a song that was on that demo that first one
0: now as you were rising to the top and all that back then tell us about the year where everything came tumbling a little bit you know how did you handle that year when you lose the record deal and the tornado i mean not tornado, but flooding Flooding, and all that how how was that process
1: Mm, that was pretty hard that was a a hard time um but also again it was a blessing in disguise um because in 2005 um, when we were recording um my second record men and mascara um, i was diagnosed with ms but i kept that a secret from everyone my record label, my booking agent, because I thought that they would think I didn't or couldn't play shows. Yeah, Mm I was also in denial. So I didn't tell anyone. And then, so for, for five years, I didn't tell anyone. So from 2005 to 2010, um, one of those years I moved out to LA to work on a movie for a lifetime. And then the movie was put on hold. So at the end of, end of 2009, I came back to Nashville and I went to Luke, my old boss, now head of my label. I said, "I'm back. The movie's put on hold, and I'm ready to make what would be my third record." Hmm. And he said, um, "He said, okay." And um, but then May of that year, May the first, uh, two thousand ten, the one thousand year flood came through, and um, we lost our townhome that we had just wow. bought. You know, five years. ago. Well, when mama moved, um, our cars, like we were rescued by boat a lot. Some people lost their lives, wow. that period, but we were safe. Oh, wow. And I had my first MS um, relapse during that time because it was a very stressful time. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided at that point that I would accept it and own it, that I had MS. Um, wow. And so I finally uh, told my fans and I told the. My record label and booking agent, and I lost my record deal. I think they were afraid of the MS, and yeah. right. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, which you know it is not, they shouldn't have been, but whatever, <laughs> yes, right. Mm-hmm. We get it, those, we get those, it. those things combined, um, you know. Made me open my eyes and wanted me to take care of me because God had given me another chance to live. We were rescued. My mom was rescued. All of our dogs were rescued. My sister. And I just felt like that I needed to maybe I had a, another purpose. Obviously, music, I right know, but maybe I could help other people with MS if I figure out how to manage it and also live my dreams. And so I started a um, disease modifying therapy and um, started making independent records. Oh, wow. Speaking for others, living with MS and inspiring them and um, to that. They don't have to give up on their dreams because somebody tells them that they have. And so that kind of took me to that journey for a little bit. And I was doing a lot of speaking um, for others living with MS until the pandemic hit, too. Um, So, um, again, those those were those two hard things Mm -hmm. uh, in our record deal. And then losing our home, our happy home, because growing up, we didn't have a happy home. Um, my dad was an abusive alcoholic and then mm-hmm. I always wanted a happy home <laughs> for my yeah. mom. Yes. And so that was hard. But because of those things and because of the MS relapse, it made me take charge of my own life. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, As an artist,
1: you have to. Yeah. And then like I told you our cars floated away. So when our state farm check came, I said, you, Mercury didn't want to make a record on me. I'm not going to buy another car. I'm going to use this to make a new record. And I oh, put out no. oh, okay. um, two independent records. One caught alive because I was alive. I'd been rescued. Yeah. And then oh, one was a Christmas record. And um, so any, you know, blessings come out of hard things that I've seen. When you look at them, or when I look back on my life, I, I know why things happen along the way, but uh, they, they think they have built my character and given me a little bit thicker skin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's like, I went through 19 years of addictions. um, And the first five years of our marriage was built into those addictions. So she went through a lot in those years and, and, till I feel like God healed me almost 15 years ago. But yeah, you know, I completely understand when you're going through stuff. It's it's like, you know, some people would ask, would I change that if I could go back? And I wouldn't because it's made me who I am today.
1: Totally, and it's probably made your relationship, y'all's relationship stronger than it ever was. Oh, yeah. yes, it has. Because we we've been at the bottom. 20 year anniversary. I heard, yes, happy anniversary. Oh,
0: thank you. <clears throat> and, 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 you know, we've been at the bottom, so we, we know have. what that's like. Absolutely. You know? And yeah. I think that's why our marriage has always stayed so strong all yeah. these years is because we know what it's like to be at the bottom and almost lose it all. We yep. do. So we don't yeah. take each day for granted like a lot yeah. of people do.
1: That's right. Yeah, we shouldn't. <clears throat> I agree with that.
0: So, as you know, a lot of people um, see you, but they don't see the team around you. In our opinion, teams never get any love. They don't. On our Not show, enough. they nah. get more. <laughs> so, take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are.
1: Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, my team from the very beginning is Mama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in uh, my family, but but Mama in particular. Um my team currently is my husband, who's amazing. He's the one that, um, you know, really pushed me to finish this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like one day I came home and he said, hey, I, I've got the shooter tracks and I just, I, I didn't tell you I was doing it, but I was I had remixed them and had a master and I wanted to play it oh, yeah. right. oh, nice. Because it, we had just been waiting, you know, and, and I yeah. had just, like, I don't know if it's going to ever come out. And he said, he said, you owe it to yourself. You work so hard on this to get this out. And I said, wow, you've been working on this record without telling. Me. <laughs> so he played me a, uh, he played me one track and I just cried. And I said, okay, I'm ready. I said, but we've got to finish it. You know, these are only, there's only nine songs. And that's when I reached out to Aaron. So Matt, my husband is, is a big part of my team um, um, right now. Um, I have um, is this record is just dis- distribution is with uh one RPM and their marketing, and uh, Melissa with um with PR. But I have um, a great friend, I'm named Brian Williams, who helps me. He's on the road with me doing tour photography. Um, he helps me with my social media. If I don't know how to do something, like let me tell you what he helped me do. Uh, Randy Houser is singing a duet on my new record with me. <laughs> When um, I had this song, since my very first record, it's called A Little Crazy, It's Kind of Nice. And so I was talking to Brian and I said, I I want to record this and add it to the nine songs that Shooter did. I want Aaron to, to um, produce it. I said, and I want Randy Hauser to sing it. And I haven't seen him in forever. And um, and I don't know how to DM people. And I said, I, I said, if I write you the message, would you send it to Randy? <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, yes, it weren't for Brian. In my life uh helping me that might not be on the record today i sense know how to do it but he taught me but he helped awesome. me do with randy um awesome. then um i mean we're all kind of scattered too. the our graphic designer douglas is in arkansas so i mean the one thing about the pandemic is you, we can live everywhere um yeah but
0: thank god for technology
1: yes yeah. awesome. um so I, I mean, if, if that's what you mean, who's helped me really with this record and and life? You know, it takes my mom, my Matt's family help us watch Jackson when I'm on the road. Um, so I, I think my dogs are on my team too. <laughs> yeah. They seem like they like the music, and God is the my my biggest cheerleader. I always turn to him when when I you know need to to know. <laughs> or know what I need to be doing.
0: Love mm-hmm. that. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host or 10 year old that we bring on. Ask our, so Sandy, don't yes, get him. I'll go get him. Okay. Um, so, and while we're waiting for him, tell us a little bit about the songs. Is there any favorite song you have at the new album? Oh
1: yeah. It's just really hard to pick. Um,
0: I know. Cause I've listened to a lot of them. and I'm like, oh, and when you said tradition earlier, I was like, yep, that, that's definitely that new album.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the current song out is called "Devil's Pool." I love and
0: that one.
1: I I love I love that this came into my life again. It was a God thing. We were, we were I was in the studio in Los Angeles with Shooter, and he said, "Hey, I was going through some of my dad's uh, recordings, like um like a little cassette where he used to write, and he said, and I found this chorus that he wrote. He had never finished the song, and he said, and I thought." Be great if we could finish it. I don't know what he was thinking, but can you <laughs> write the verses? We'll write the music and we'll make mm-hmm. the song. And um, and so that song to me, when I listen to, it, I hear mm-hmm. Waylon, especially um, Shooter's production brought his dad back in it. And I, I don't know, just having to co-write with Waylon and hopefully he loves it. And mm-hmm. I, um, I, I chose to make it a story song because the Country music that I grew up on had lots of stories about life, oh, yeah. life, and um, so I'm very proud of that and and just grateful that Shooter gave me the opportunity to get involved in a song that his dad started and never finished. So that's a special one on the record. There's so many special ones, but yeah, if I had to pick one, it's the current uh single. So, hi, hi, Jimmy Roberts. So, what's for your food? Hi, how are you? You're good.
0: Thank
1: What's your favorite foods? My favorite foods. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it changes. I kind of like, um, I love Italian. I like lasagna. And I like, um, but I like Mexican too. Guacamole. My husband will tell you if we ever go out to a restaurant, even if it's not a Mexican restaurant, if they have an appetizer, that's guacamole. Guacamole. He knows my answer. If it says guacamole, the answer is yes. And so we try it anywhere we go if it's on the menu. Um, so I like, I'm kind of a carb person. I like salty stuff. So salty chips with guac is good too.
0: Because what's yours? Mine, mine is pizza.
1: Pizza. I love pizza too. See, <laughs> you like Italian.
0: Yes, <laughs> all right, what's for
1: TV show? Mm, that's tough. I don't watch a ton of TV. I stream a lot of shows. Um, We, uh, we were streaming um, 1883, which was, um, which is when Tim and Faith are in. And then the um, Yellowstone. We love that. So, uh, I mean, we, we, we can't really watch TV till Jackson goes to bed. Um, (laughs) And so we still were streaming a lot of shows. Um, I do like football. Matt watches it uh, a lot. So it's on a lot in our house right now. What's yours? Oh, my, uh, my Spongebob. Oh, I love that. Oh, I do watch a lot of shows that Jackson watches. My, my little boy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have no choice, right?
1: Yes. He watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which he loves.
0: Oh, Caitlin, loves that. Caitlin
1: loves that. Oh, And he, I think he likes Bluey. He loves the music. He likes music on shows.
0: So. Yeah, she loves Bluey too. <laughs> all the musical ones. Yeah. They're, they're really smart of how they make and she and um, both of them love oh. the Minions. Oh, movie. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: Bye, thanks.
1: Okay, bye. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for your questions. He's so. So sweet. what
0: you know? Yeah, he loves to be on the show, and he's been on almost every episode. So what's brought out the song "Music City's Killing Me." <laughs>
1: So I was in a studio um, with, with Shooter and, um, and it was the first time we'd gotten together in L.A. And he said, um, what are you listening to? And I said, well, right now I'm listening to uh, Ray LaMontagne and his song New York City's killing me. And I said, both of us said, you know, I, I, the reason I went to L.A. is because I didn't know where I belonged here. Anymore, and if I even fit musically, Um, and I'm, I love the traditional elements that I grew up listening to, and and that's why Shooter invited me to L.A. He reached out to me and said, "I want to help you make a record. I I really believe in what you do." Come out to L.A. And so I, I said, Shooter, I'm out here because I don't, I don't know where I fit there. And I said, and you told me that I fit in the studio (laughs) here. He said, Well, let's record that song let's make it music city's killing me and and Ray LaMontagne loves it um, and said that we could do that and then Jamie Johnson and I have kind of always been we were both on Universal we you know Mm -hmm. each other he and Shooter are friends and I said you know I think Jamie gets me musically like you do maybe we should make it a duet and ask Jamie to join us on it oh wow and, um, and that's how Jamie Johnson ended up on it. And I've been able to perform it live on the Opry with him and several other shows. And it's just, I just, it's one of my, it's also one of my favorite songs on the record, but it's one of my favorites to record, um, to perform live now because there's nobody, I mean, I just love his voice, you know, and, uh, and I get his style and I just love it. So I'm, I'm hoping people love that track too. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be as a music artist? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Um, I think, especially at this point, um, I've always tried to record songs that matter to me because Mm -hmm. when I, because I feel like if they matter to me, then they might matter to somebody else and help somebody else. That's listening. That's what music always did for me. It took yeah. me to a different place. Like when, um, again, growing up, when we would go to Mama's house in the middle of the night because we needed a safe place, uh, country music took me there. You know, in the car, Mama's car, and I. If it gives people an escape, my music because I just want to record and be known for real country music and yeah. songs that help people uh, through life helps them smile they don't have to be in a bad situation um but just um and kind of just stick into the music that i believe in you know being me um so that's what i hope i i can always be just just who god made me to be and who who was totally influenced by everything mama did
0: (laughs) so as we try to honor our time with you i have i'll end it with this last thing. What advice would you give that person that wants to do what you do? (laughs)
1: Um, Because you told me what someone else had mentioned before. um, Now that's on my brain. (laughs) But I think that I would um, (laughs) I've been asked that uh, a lot of times. I always do meet and greets after my shows and uh, young girls ask me. And I just tell them you know, I was playing um, in laundromats and coffee shops and and just play as much as you can do, you know, own your own your craft. Figure out who you are and what you like to do, um, what style of music you like to do. Like, you know, is it traditional country and and just kind of find who you are. Don't try to be someone else, you know, mm-hmm. be you and uh, and then do it as much as you can. And um there's no certain path, and you know that, to this. I mean, mine was, um, you know, again, answering phones in two different two different offices and playing laundromats and um, then recording at night. But um, there's no certain path. But if you just yeah. keep at it and keep trying to play, you know, try to network, go to shows, because if you go to shows, you can learn from people. I went to so many writers' nights before we made our first record. And that's how I heard a lot of the songs that are on my first record. And um, so I would just say don't and don't give up. Just keep going. But really knowing who you are is really important. Don't try to be someone else. Uh, Just be you. And I think that people connect to, um, fans connect to real songs, Mm -hmm. real stories and real people. And I think if an artist is real and they're doing what, Matters to them that comes through.
0: Definitely Anyways. love that. So tell everybody how they can find you.
1: Okay, you can find me on um, julieroberts.com or my Instagram or TikTok or um, Facebook. What are the oh, Twitter. And if you want this physical CD, you can order it. I've got it. it this the digital doesn't come out till the 28th of October. It's called Ain't In No Hurry. Um, you can stream a few songs now. The songs that are out right now for streaming are Don't Call Me Baby, Devil's Pool, Music City's Killing Me. And and, then you can order it from my website, JulieRoberts.com, and I'll sign it for you. Uh, We will have vinyl, but vinyl's backed up. So like the productions, it'll be more like seven months or so. But find me on my socials. I'm very active there. And um, hopefully uh, on the road, too, again. We just got back. So uh, I plan to do... Or I want to be doing a lot of shows, so. Love
0: awesome. that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on we the show did. today, and we look forward to having you back down the road.
1: Me too. Thank you so much for having me, and y'all have a great. Um, well, well, I'll see you when you move to Nashville.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: that sounds great. <laughs> have a great <laughs> afternoon. Bye. You have a great me day. Too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.